I've, I've been on a soapbox, so to speak, of, uh, of talking about cholesterol. In particular, I've been talking about low cholesterol and how bad that is for overall health. Um, and, you know, if, if you're wondering, yes, Erin is here. Um, she just hasn't had much to say this entire, this entire talk. So at, right before the break, we were talking about bile acids and how important these things are. And I'd, I'd made mention that, you know, this, this has to do with, with liver function and, and then we, we store our, our bile and our, our liver makes it and we store this stuff in our gallbladder and then our gallbladder uh, pumps this stuff into our, into our small intestines to help us break down cholesterol. And it's this, it's this vicious cycle. And these, these bile acid salts... Um, our, our bile acids are, are the end of cholesterol breakdown. And then it, they're the most important molecule to drive bile formation and flow. And one of the big things that we, that we see in our office are people that come in that have cholesterol issues, but years ago they may have had a, a gallbladder removed, and no one told them that they needed help with digestion. They needed digestive enzymes to help them break down fats that they were no longer going to be able to properly break down fats. And so now they can't absorb fats in their diet. So that has a whole thing that goes with it. They can't absorb cholesterol from the diet. Now, granted, you don't get a lot of your cholesterol from your diet, but if you eliminate what is there, well, that's problematic. And then they start having cholesterol issues. Their cholesterol goes high. It gets all out of whack. And no one has talked to them about the importance of, of making sure that they have proper gallbladder, well, and, you know, uh, bile formation and then digestion. Because just because you don't have your gallbladder, your liver still makes the bile. It still makes this stuff. So, you know, the people get their gallbladder removed. I, I know this is kind of seems like it may not be related, but it is. They'll get their gallbladder removed because they've got quote unquote sludge or gallstones that have formed in their gallbladder. Well, it has to do with, with flow. If, if you take someone who's normally eating a normal diet and then you, they, they put them on a low fat diet, which was the craze back in the, in the eighties and nineties was this low fat diet, low fat diet, low fat diet. We saw this eruption of gallbladder issues because it changed our body how we made bile it changed the flow of bile and that's problematic and so when they when they when you just remove the gallbladder all you did was remove the storage receptacle for the bile the the, the problem is in the liver we've got to go back and fix the liver that's where that's where the that's where the management of this is is actually going back and fixing the liver. And I'm not saying that you know some gallbladders don't get too far gone and, and absolutely need to be removed because they can become gangrenous and become a big problem. But a lot of people don't realize that this can be prevented years in advance by just making sure that we're doing all the right things and that we have the proper nutrition. But what, okay, so when you get to the point where they want to remove your gallbladder, though. Can you do anything then? Uh, depends. So, yes, because sometimes people, they, the doctors will remove the gallbladder because there's a gallstone in there. Other times it's dead and necrotic and, you know, stuck to the liver. Two completely different things, right? I've had patients that have come in and they're like, yeah, they were just going to go in and remove, a, remove some gallstones. And they got in there and they said, uh, it had to come out. I'm like, you had too many gallstones. Right. I hear that a lot. They had too many gallstones. Well, 
okay, but there there are things that can be done to help dissolve those gallstones. Like you can, there are products out there to help you wear those things down and get a more properly functioning gallbladder and potentially save the the gallbladder. I mean, if it doesn't work, okay, you still have surgery to go to, right? If it doesn't work, you can right. still do surgery and get it removed then. It's, but if you get surgery, that's it. There's no going back and trying to right. fix it. And people are getting it younger and younger. Yeah. You know, we're getting, we're finding people younger and younger who are getting their gallbladders removed and living their, you know, the majority, vast majority of their lives without a gallbladder. Right. I know people way younger than I am that have their gallbladders removed. Yeah. This is problematic. Right. It's going to be a big problem for them as they age. And it's also a problem immediately. I can't tell you how many people come in and they're like, yeah, they took my gallbladder out. They did not tell me that I was going to have diarrhea for like three years straight. I'm like, yeah, well, you can't digest fat. And that's what happens. Yeah. And so, you know, just it, people, they just don't know. And but, some people don't have side effects for years. That's right. And so they are fine. And then they don't relate it back to the gallbladder because they did fine for a while after the surgery. Right. And so... You know, I just want to I just want to impress upon the the importance of cholesterol. And I want to quote uh, a sentence from this article that I've been talking about. Um, and if you're not familiar, go back and listen to the beginning of the show. I talk about this research article from 2008 from the Czech Republic talking about low cholesterol. And they say, quote, cholesterol is crucial, crucial for several reasons. One, it is the principal building block of cell membranes. Two, it plays a vitally important role in human metabolism. Now, cell membranes, that's every cell in the body. If you don't have proper levels of cholesterol, your cell membranes are going to suffer. When your cell membranes suffer, your overall health suffers. You are a sick person. And the vitally important role in human metabolism just what you do, what, all of the reactions, the, the hundreds of thousands of millions and millions of reactions that are happening every single second of every single day in your body, whether you're awake or whether you're asleep, rely on cholesterol to happen. And when you don't have enough of this stuff, those processes suffer. And eventually, chronic disease sets in. And that's the big thing is that... You, it's so important, and I can't, I can't talk enough about the importance of having enough cholesterol. Too much is a problem, but too little is a problem, too. And unfortunately, we have a system, a conventional medical model, that's starting to drive people's cholesterol levels way too low. Some people, you know, I'm talking about this patient whose cholesterol was 92 but some people have the pro similar problems to what she's having when their cholesterol is 145, right? They doesn't need to get to 92. They're having these same exact issues that she's having at 140, right? If we've gotta we've gotta be smart about about what we're doing. This is one of those things where you know if you're taking a statin medication and your doctor hasn't checked your cholesterol in a while, go get your cholesterol checked because if you're complaining of fatigue and and cognitive issues and potentially even neurologic things, pain, tingling, numbness, like maybe your cholesterol's too low. Go get it checked. Have them find out. If it's too low, say something, right? It's their responsibility to pay attention to this stuff and make sure that we don't get things too low. 
and and that's that's the that's the point that I want to get across is you know we're we're all about empowering our patients to take control of their health be responsible for your health you don't have to know all the physiologic mechanisms of why things are going on you just need to know that they're going on and that they're likely able to be measured and if your measurements are out of range there's problems there right and the, the problem with conventional medicine is there's no low limit to range on cholesterol. They just say less than 200. Well, hell, 10 is less than 200, but that's only that's not going to be healthy. That's not good for anybody, right? I, 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 there's common sense that has to be invoked here. And, and people, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you to just wake up to and use a little bit of your common sense here. If you're having issues that may be related to, to low cholesterol... Check your cholesterol and see, is it low? Right. Well, I think it does make sense when you talk about it. But, I mean, people have never heard this before, you know, most likely. I mean, because it just it isn't discussed in conventional medicine. I mean, people know about their cholesterol possibly being too high. That's it. Right. Well, cholesterol is, is so important for, like, how we react to our uh, to inflammation. Like, cholesterol helps to modulate inflammation. When your cholesterol is too low, inflammation goes off the chart. And that's what we see with this person that I'm talking about whose cholesterol is 92. She has inflammatory markers that are off the chart high that have never been tested. They had no idea that it was going on, but she has no way to put the fire out. Think of cholesterol as your body's fireman. You have no way to put the fire out. And I mean, that's been quoted before and I've talked about that before. It's the best uh, 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 firemen that our body has is to to dump cholesterol on it. That's what it. That's one of the things that it can do. It can insulate. So, uh, we got to take another break. This this it's going way too fast. I I've got so much information I want to <laughs> throw out there on cholesterol, but we've got to take a break. When we when we come back, I'm going to talk about another thing that lipids are extremely important for besides inflammatory control, and uh, then we'll wrap this whole thing up. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in today, we've been talking about cholesterol and the role of cholesterol and the importance of cholesterol in health. And in particular, I, I, I got on this tirade a little bit because I had a patient come in with extremely low levels of cholesterol, the lowest I've ever seen. And I just wanted to talk a little bit today about the importance of making sure that we have enough cholesterol um, in our blood. And we talked about how cholesterol doesn't really come from diet. Um, there's only a small percentage of your total cholesterol in your, in your blood actually comes from your diet. Your, your liver is responsible for making this stuff. We, we make this stuff on our own. And how important it is for you know, cell membrane health and for your body to make you know, things like CoQ10 and all of these other things and your sex hormones. It's just uh, being able and having these pathways functioning and running is extremely important. And one of the last things that I want to talk about is the fact that that cholesterol is extremely important for our immune function one of the big things that it does is it helps us bind these things called lipopolysaccharides and i know that's a big term but it's basically an lipopolysaccharides are basically an endotoxin when we form these lipopolysaccharides they're basically like little bombs that are just traveling traveling along that are just blowing stuff up and when we have enough cholesterol particularly hdl cholesterol we 
grab these things up and we neutralize them to where they don't cause us issues. But when you have low levels of cholesterol, there's no possible way that you're going to have enough of the HDL cholesterol, the good stuff. You're not going to have enough of the good stuff if you don't have enough of the total stuff overall. It's just physically impossible. And so this is just, this is another one of the things, I mean, this is, like I said earlier, it, it has a huge piece of the puzzle with our inflammation. It's, our, it's, a, it's a way we put fires out in our body. And our body's ability to regulate itself relies heavily on having enough cholesterol in our body. And, you know, our liver makes it. If we're not making it, we have to figure out what is going on with our liver. Now, I did touch briefly today on having too much cholesterol. Again, your liver is making it. Why is it making it? We have to pay attention to this. And people always ask, well, you know, occasionally we'll have, you know, a husband wife that comes in and, and one of them has their cholesterol is a little too high and the other, their cholesterol is a little too low. And we use very similar ways of modulating, you know, cholesterol production. And I have to explain to them, yeah, I know it seems counterintuitive that the, that the things that would increase that it would improve liver function would also would would both lower cholesterol and raise cholesterol at the same time but that's just the way it is because your body is it wants to be upright it wants to be you know functioning perfectly and if it's too high or too low if you give it things to modulate it's going to either increase its its function or decrease its function it's going to come back to neutral that's where it wants to be all you have to do is give it the raw materials that it needs and it will do this on its own and in some situations what you use to modulate the immune system helps things that are low and helps things that are high right that's just how how this stuff works I, I that's how physiology is i don't know i wish it were different but we've been we've been hornswoggled by conventional medicine and by the pharmaceutical industry to think that well if you have this problem then you need this medication if you have the opposite of this problem then you need a different medication when in reality you probably just need very similar nutrients and it's going to lower if it's high and it's going to increase it if it's low because our body is not deficient in pharmacologic agents we're deficient in omega-3 fatty acids we're deficient in you know vitamins and minerals that's what we're deficient in we're not deficient in a statin it's not a naturally occurring thing we just don't need that for the most part right at least not long term it's not something that we need to be with or be taking for decades right we've if you're taking if your answer is to take something for decades find someone that gives you a better answer because that's not how the body functions we can Im improve upon that we can do we can do better and you know that's why i like to think of you know our office i i like to think that we're at least doing better because we're 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 putting health back into your hands we're not saying that we know everything we're saying hey you know what these are things that are that are extremely important for your health and well-being these are the things that you need to do if you want to regain your health this is the path that you need to walk right we need to get off of what you're doing and and start doing these things 
And it slowly but surely you see positive changes. Sometimes I say slowly but surely. Sometimes it's fairly rapid. Sometimes wellness comes quick, but we just don't know. It's just in the end, it's it's about it's about empowerment and getting the right things, getting you to understand the way that things actually are, the physiology behind things, not just necessarily what you've blindly been told or what you've bl- blindly believed because you've seen a commercial How for it. How often do you really times. see though people with low cholesterol? Um, you know what? when they're taking medications for it more frequently than you would think not this low this low is what triggered this conversation but so if people are put on a statin are their doctors not routinely checking their cholesterol um i've had people that have told me they haven't had their cholesterol checked in in a in two to three years after going on the medication wow i know it's it's mind-boggling but i guess also what you're saying is if they did check it they'd be like oh okay you're below 200 you're fine right everything looks great yeah like I see people, so it's really working, <laughs> right? I see people with cholesterol levels in the 140s, and like I'm just like, oh my gosh, this explains why you're trying to see me. All of your complaints have to do with the fact that your cholesterol is just too low, right? We don't need it to be 500, but we sure we in the don't world, want it to be 500. No, but we sure in the world don't need it to be that low. I mean, the World Health Organization determined by looking at every country, they determined that the the cholesterol level that led to the lowest cause, all-cause mortality, was 223. I've got the study and the slides to back that up. 223. But in this country, we're driving it below 200 all the time. Yeah. But is that necessarily the best course of action? I don't know. Sure seems that the rest of the world thinks it's not. So it's just, you know, these are things that it does, that that sort of stuff doesn't pass the sniff test when I'm sitting here looking at every other country in the world and they're not forcing everybody's cholesterol this low. And, and they're just, healthier than we are overall. Yeah, we're 37th in overall health. Right. I mean, there are, there are countries that are developing, not even developed, developing countries that are ahead of us. We're the last of the industrialized nations as far as health goes. I mean, it's just the, the model's not working. But anyway, that's about all the time that we've got today. I, I hope that you enjoyed this. this um... Denial! Denial!